0: Nothing wrong with having some fun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is the truth, Delana Brecken.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, did we announce who we were?
1: Oh, wait, right. no, I don't think we did. Hey, th-
0: this is Delana Brecken. I'm a senior instructional technologist for multimodal learning.
1: I'm Chad Schoen, director of Multimodal Education Center.
0: And this is our third episode of. Multi-Mobile Podcast. Podcast.
1: We actually nailed it on that. Yeah, that, that was a... the best one yet. Yes.
0: Our featured faculty spotlight interview is with Schaefer Claridge. Awesome. From Law and Justice. Cool. Yep. And
1: this uh, probably this is the third one and probably the last one of the quarter.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We almost <laughs>
1: made. We're almost to the end here. Home yes. stretch in it. Home stretch. So let's start with what's new in Canvas.
0: Okay, a couple great things coming up in Canvas is, number one, students will now be able to embed and upload an image right within a Canvas discussion. So they no longer they can do it right within that rich content editor. They no longer have to upload a file to the My Files area and then link to it. So that's going to be a great streamline. Um, Time saver. Time saver, process saver, confusion saver.
1: A lot of savings.
0: A lot of savings, like big savings. Big savings. Yeah.
1: What else is new on Canvas? Uh,
0: your winter courses are already there. So you log into Canvas. You should see all your winter classes. Uh, courses are, course sections are combined. Uh, so if you want those separated, please send us the request. Yeah. Cool. Start start getting ready, man. That's like right. it's time to get it ready for January when the when winter quarter starts
1: i got nothing else to say. Okay, yeah,
0: he's <laughs> holding it in there. That's I right. can see that, boy. I about, got uh, about the
1: stupefied, is mm-hmm. the way that I felt about that. All right, it's time for Ask an instructional Technologist.
0: Job, job. <laughs>
1: And, uh, a reminder that should you want to ask an instructional technologist, mm-hmm. just send us an email at delana.breckon or
0: chad.shone
1: at cw.edu. This week's ask an instructional technologist question is, Delana, can I use Canvas um, to collaborate with my faculty peers on projects outside of courses?
0: Hmm, no. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I know everybody loves to work in Canvas. We have better tools for the, for um, collaborating with your peers. And right now, Lucinda Lundstrom and Nicole Burke are uh, providing instructions on how to use the Microsoft Office Suite tool called Teams. You can build unique teams, cross-disciplinary. It doesn't matter. Every, anybody within CW, you can build a team. You can share files. You can collaborate on documents. You can build discussion threads all within Teams that are re- related to a, either a research project or you know whatever it is that you want to work on with your um, coworkers. Really ideal to use Canvas for academic classes with between students, and we really recommend trying out the Office Suite tools for specifically Teams for
1: those kind of other collaborations. That yes. Are, yes. Awesome there you know what time it is
0: it's time for the app of the episode is here Inside Chad's mind. <laughs>
1: Gets me every time. Today's app of the episode is Kahoot. Kahoot. Kahoot, K-A-H-O-O-T, exclamation point, dot com, really. Um, Kahoot is a interactive application where you can build questions and quizzes in a fun, exciting way that kind of makes it feel a little bit more like a game when you're asking those kind of questions, but it also uh, can be, you can drill down deeply, you can get some um, good assessment going, but basically it's a way for you create kind of interactive engagement with your students, either face-to-face or online. I've seen it in action in a lot of conferences. Uh, people get real excited about it. Mm-hmm. They get real into it, I guess, I mean, the, the conferences I go to, everyone's a little geeky anyway, so maybe that was. It, school, helps, it definitely, helps. It helps. It yeah. helps to be a nerd. But uh, I've found uh, you can build lots of different experiences based on uh, identifying concepts or word clouds, or there's lots of different people have created their own, um, and then they share them, and then you can use them, and uh, it's really simple to use. I yeah, find. little in
0: mm-hmm. class quizzes, or just in- it's engagement, really. Right. You know And I've seen a lot in K through 12. My kids love it. And they definitely feel an accomplishment to be the highest scoring Kahoot.
1: Right. And you can, you know, put your, uh, I think you put classes into your into individual teams and have them yep. compete with each other. Yep. So it's just another way to do uh, something a little different in the classroom and uh, maybe create a little excitement mm-hmm. and pep everyone up a little bit.
0: Yep. Love yeah. a little pep. Love a little pep. OK, well, today we have for our featured faculty spotlight, Schaefer Claridge, Law and Justice faculty, and the founder of a new group on campus, the NTT Quarterly. Schaefer, welcome to the program.
2: Thanks for having me, Delena.
0: Yes. And um, so like I've done in the past, I'm going to just go ahead and ask a couple of questions about uh, your teaching philosophy and your experience with technology. So Schaefer, what is your teaching philosophy?
2: It's a great big question, and I'll try to answer in a uh, concise way. But for me, teaching and learning are really two different sides of the same coin. So my principles for teaching are also the principles that I hope my students uh, approach class with. But first of all, I think that both teaching and learning should be intentional. So uh, every minute of the students that I spend, every assignment that I give, I want to make sure that I've got a a specific and identified purpose for that. Mm -hmm. Um, And sort of in tandem with that, I think that learning and teaching should be experiential. Um, So some of the assignments I give are to evaluate student progress, but some of the assignments I give are to give students an opportunity to try something, uh, because I think that's how we learn, and in my experience preparing students, for a career as lawyers, I don't want the first time they have to write a contract to be when somebody is paying them thousands of dollars yes, to do exactly, that. Yes, exactly right. There's a lot riding on it, and so um, I, I like to try to give students that that experience. Um, I also think that teaching should be uh, challenging, and for students, that means that I do push them beyond where they're comfortable. Mm-hmm. And for me, that means that I need to be embracing new technologies, new modalities, and um, making myself uncomfortable, uncomfortable yeah. in teaching. And I'll say that finally, uh, for me, teaching should be both dialectic, I learn from students, they learn from me, they learn from each other, and ultimately, it should be fun, and then we try to have a lot of fun. So, in a nutshell, that's my teaching yeah, philosophy. Yeah,
0: excellent, yeah, thank you for sharing. Now tell us an experience, uh, a good experience that you've had with adopting a new technology.
2: Sure. Um, Well, again, I try lots of them um, and I, I found that incorporating technology in the classroom, if nothing else, definitely makes things more fun for students and so it helps with that. And I'm actually going to shamelessly steal the experience of my wife um, because she had something that that she also teaches in the family and consumer uh, science department that has just been really cool that she really liked, which is Flipgrid. Um, And I don't know how much you've had a chance to play around with it. But Flipgrid allows students to upload short videos of themselves in response to a particular uh, discussion topic. And what she found was completely unassigned or unencouraged. Students were watching each other's videos, and she kind of debriefed with them after and said, why are you guys doing this, essentially? And they said, it's great. We love hearing about what other students have to say. And sometimes in the classroom, we can't put together our thoughts exactly how we want them. But then outside of the classroom, we've got a little bit more freedom to plan. Um, so that's been a really cool thing that she's used and that I'm looking forward to using.
0: Uh huh. And then so that was in a face-to-face class. It
2: was. Yes. Yeah,
0: cool. So just adding that extra element. Mm-hmm. Um, that allows, you know, like we've heard, students, not everybody's going to comment in class.
2: And not only for because they're shy or the reasons we're familiar with, but also I think if we're all being honest with ourselves, we're rarely able to come up with our very best idea on the spot. We need to think about things. Right. And so in the classroom, giving students something something to think about and then letting them articulate that outside of the classroom, I think, can be powerful.
0: Yeah, excellent. Okay, let's hear about a a worst experience teaching with technology.
2: Well, it's not so much uh, a bad experience as it was a bad fit. Um, uh, A few quarters ago, I I tried using Top Hat um, for a variety of different purposes. Many of them worked great, but I was using their exam feature, which they were just kind of rolling out at the time. And, um, you know, I, I had asked students to make sure that it worked and to make sure they were registered, et cetera. And sort of last minute I had decided I was going to use their, their lockout feature that if the students navigated away from the, um, from the exam page, then I would have to let them back in. It turned out to be a really sensitive feature and that virtually anything they did, even if it was an email notification popping up, blocked them out. So I spent most of the exam letting students back into the oh, exam. Oh yeah. And beyond that it didn't work for about fifty of my two hundred students, so I had to hand grade those exams and ultimately uh, uh, that ended up being frustrating.
0: Absolutely. Sounds like a a lot of extra time versus <laughs> saving you time, yeah. right? Um, and so what, the last thing I want to have you share with us is a teaching innovation that you've developed or that you, something you tried, whether it's with technology or without, that you really saw students light up and something that worked really well that you can share with our other central faculty. I will
2: try. This question made me so anxious, like oh. I, I'm expected <laughs> to be this inventor, but, um, so I have something in regards to online classes. because. Mm-hmm. In my experience, students, faculty, have the same frustration with online classes, which is discussion boards. And faculty don't know how to evaluate them. Students feel like, "Uh, you know, I, I have to chime in really quickly so my idea isn't taken. And I've heard a lot of frustration about it. So what I do is something that I call the interaction pool, which is I give students an idea and I ask them to respond to this idea, but I give them half a dozen different ways to do so. Maybe it's a traditional discussion board comment. Maybe it is that you go out and you find a YouTube video that you think is um, relevant to it, you post it, and then I ask you some follow-up questions. Maybe you go find an academic article. Maybe you peer review another student's work. And what students reported is they were actually having fun doing all of that, and that once the pressure of having to respond in a certain limited way was removed, they found it was actually pretty easy to participate with their classmates. And personally, I think that an online class um, should take advantage of the medium. Uh, It it should not only replicate what a face-to-face class does, but hopefully do more than that. And I found that one way you can do that is take advantage of students' ability to link to different things on the internet. And, uh, right. and and I found that not only was I as an instructor getting responses that indicated students were learning, but they were having a good time and, and that worked out for me SEOI-wise.
0: Right. <laughs> well, and that actually follows more universal design where they have multiple modes of expression mm-hmm. and so that choice in you know that it really makes a difference when students can choose how they're gonna um demonstrate their or you know participate in the assessment
2: exactly and and one thing I did, and this did take a a fair amount of time, but you know i I called it a pool because students could sort of earn points piecemeal throughout the week i said you're you're expected to get ten points you know during the week. And so, you know, they'd link to a YouTube video, and I'd give them some feedback and say, you got two points for this or three points, but they've still got the rest of the week. And so it it gave students who maybe didn't understand or maybe were struggling an opportunity to still earn full credit rather than get a two out of ten, be frustrated. Sure, sure. uh, And potentially shut down or be in kind of a bad place with their grade.
0: Yeah, well, that adds a little bit of a gamification too somewhat by having the pool which is another you know another way for engagement and I think that building um, authentic engagement is what you were able to do with with both of those features
2: it's certainly what I tried to do yeah
0: so (laughs) So Schaefer are there any other things that are um, coming up in your world of Teaching in Law and Justice?
2: Yeah, we've got uh, something really exciting going on. Uh, We received some funds uh, through the Provost's Office, and we are uh, constructing and developing a mock courtroom that's going to be in Farrell Hall. And it's going to look like, you know, any courtroom that you would see uh, on TV or in person. But it's also going to be equipped with uh, microphones and cameras. And one of the main functions of this room is going to be to give students, whether they're interested in being attorneys or law enforcement officers or just kind of want to have a good time, (laughs) give them the opportunity to see what is it actually like to be a lawyer, what's it like to be a witness, and have themselves recorded and get some feedback on what they did that was positive and what they could stand to work on. So. Um, that's something that I know Law and Justice is really looking forward to working with multimodal and, and, and crafting an experience that's great for students and for all those faculty across campus who have students who might someday have to be an expert witness, whatever your department is. Right.
0: That sounds like a nice... opportunity a good
2: opportunity and a good opportunity for um you know interdepartmental or interdisciplinary collaboration so right um, you know feel free to reach out to me if that's something that your students or you would be interested in
0: yeah sounds like a great resource for central students
2: absolutely and if nothing else um it's kind of fun you know you can you can bring your uh your friend or romantic partner in and grill them on the stand (laughs) a a, a fun valentine's day activity
0: right Maybe a little fundraiser there on the side, renting (laughs) renting it out. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for participating in Multimobile Podcast. And um, we look forward to seeing what you do throughout your career here.
2: Thanks very much. I appreciate it being here. Be glad to come back anytime. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Delana.
0: Yep. Thank you.
1: So, thank you for listening.
0: Thank you for listening. To Multimobile. Mobile. Oh. Multi- <laughs> no, I'm jumping on the All right. bandwagon. Ready?
1: Multimobile, multi-mobile Podcast. podcast. Um, so, this is, like I said earlier, this is our last one of the quarter. We'll be back again in January to start you up. We'll probably go, uh, the next podcast will be right before classes begin, I think.
0: And because this is the holiday season, we just want to thank you for, your, for listening. Thank you for participating in... The workshops and uh, projects that Multimodal Learning has put out, the initiatives that we're doing, really, we couldn't do anything without you.
1: That's right. And, and, yeah, we want to thank you for being, you being you.
0: Yeah, you being you. I love you.
1: (laughs) 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 She means it. All right, have a good holiday break, and uh, we'll see you on the flip side of
0: 2019. 2019, oh my gosh.